Good evening and welcome to Four on Goal. My name is Adam Noble and today I'm joined by Gary Painter. Gary, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well, thank you. Looking forward to the Premier League coming back this weekend. Yeah, tell me about it. Forget these international games and all these injuries. Let's get back to the where it's at, the action, the Premier League. I've missed it. It's been a few weeks. West Ham are doing well, so it's actually going to be nice to return and watch some good football. I don't know about you as a Liverpool fan. I don't think half your squad are going to be coming back, mate. So you might got some stuff to this stuff to worry about. Yeah, it could be a struggle up to Christmas now. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, we'll come into that a bit. I think you think you are going to be struggling a bit. Just before we start, um, a quick shout out to our channel sponsor, Mike Andrews or M Andrews ninety five. As some of you may know him. Check him out on Facebook for top, top quality streaming content. He streams loads of different games, too many to name, but give him a check Check him out. He's a nice guy and he's a, he does some good streaming. And I was playing so, with him the other night. Yes, yes, you were. Actually, not that Gary, we did very well. well. <laughs> no, let's not go into how well you did. I don't, I don't want to put people off him. He's, he's a pro. He's, he, he plays in all these tournaments. He's, he's a great player. Let's <laughs> just leave it at that if we put people off him. <laughs> Right, so where should we begin then? Where should we go? Now, that, well, let's do our usual content. Unfortunately, it's well, unfortunately, it might be quite easy this week. It's only me and you, so probably we might, might agree. It'll be the discussions will be a lot shorter. It's just me and you this week. Mm. Um, so I've got I've got a quiz for you, and we're going to do name the players we usually do. So, no, no, tell me at the end of the quiz. We're not going to do it at the start. So the players started their career at Real Madrid. They then moved to Bolton. They spent a few years at Benfica. They transferred to Valencia, and now they play for Leeds. And tell me that player at the end of the show. I assume you've already got it. Cause you, 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 Hang on, repeat that. They started their career at Real Madrid. Yeah. They went to Bolton. Okay. They moved to Benfica. They spent some time at Valencia, and now they play for Leeds. We'll come back that at the end of the show. You don't know? Oh, I think I might do. We'll we'll come, we'll come, I'll give you some time to think about you it. Might we'll come back to now. No, no, no. I want to give the audience some time to think about it as well. Give some time to think about it. It's not okay. just you, Gary. Football manager expert over here. <laughs> right. So let's go, let's go into our uh, last weekend predictions. I mean, it's been a long time since the last weekend the predictions came out. We thought we'd give it a rest last week. So now let's we'll actually start with a, a review of the last weekend's Premier League fixtures. Um Nothing too exciting to talk about. We won't go over the nil-nils of some of the more stale games. Brighton Burnley was a nil-nil. Southampton Newcastle was a good game. Um, Southampton winning two-nil, carrying on their form with Newcastle continuing their hot and cold season. Everton Manchester United. That's what we could stop on briefly. That was an interesting game. Um, Oli practically saving his job again when it usually comes to it. What do you think about that one? It was a I thought Everton would do do all right there, but it seems like United sort of just got across the line again. Yeah, it was one of those where Everton obviously took the lead, didn't they? And were looking like they were going to cause the upset and put all the misery on uh, Ollie. But he se- he seemed to have turned it around. And uh, I think when he's got that full strength team available, which obviously he did in that one game, they look good. But the problem they now have is continuing that and actually doing it on a regular basis. They blow hot and cold so much, though, don't they? That's what I find about United at the moment. A bit like Newcastle, just, as I said a minute ago, just blow hot and cold. One minute they'll turn up and be, oh, fucking hell, it's United. Next minute it's like, oh, this, that's a bit crap, isn't it? Like, well, yeah, Ollie's that's, been that's there. At the moment. He's been there two years now, coming up two years. Yeah. And I he's mean, got on two really good runs at the club. When he first took over, they were unbeaten in about 10 plus games. Yeah. And then after lockdown ended, they were unbeaten in about 10 plus games, but then they'll go on a run of not being able to win at all in the league. And, and he they does really need a bit of time, though. 
Yeah, it's true. They do need to find a consistency, but they do need time as well. Um, two years, the, though, that's I, a lot, lot of time. Don't forget, though, like two years is a, a lot of time in this day and age, but that's not... Managers got longer back in the day. Um, they got more time to prove themselves, but as as everyone says now, it's the, the game's moved on. Like You don't get as long as you used to, so... I think he has until the summer, hopefully. To, well, I say hopefully, I really don't care either way, but he, he should get the summer really to um, prove himself. Um, give, give, show a bit, he's got a bit of time to get that team working. But again, it's United and he's got some of the world's best players there. Does he really need two years to make that work? I think if he's going into January and he's still bomb, bomb half the table, he has to go. You know, yeah, Obviously, of... none of us really hate like Man U, but... They're not a team that should be anywhere near the bottom half. No, the and well, there's been rumours as well that, that Pochettino's been mm. uh, spoken to, so I, I can't see it long until they pull the trigger either one way or another. It's going to take one more bad run, and then I think that's going to be it. Moving on, though, um, Palace leaves. That was, the, that was well, I say it's a turn-up. Palace doing what they usually do again, win, winning when we least expect it, and they got a 4-1 result against Leeds. So, really, they were doing what they were doing in the Championship, which would have probably pushed a retirement home team, Palace aside, but it didn't really do it, and Palace absolutely walloped them 4-1. Um, we won't stop on that one for too long, no, we'll keep going ahead. Uh, Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Chelsea, looks like they're actually coming together now. Um, 4-1 result to them. Um, again, that, that was a good game, though, I thought. Chelsea starting to congeal and um, show that they've spent some money and they're actually starting to do some bits with it. What do you think on that one, Gary? Yeah, I think we've con- continuously said that we think Chelsea are coming into their own now you know they yeah. they looked really good going forward at the start of the season but it was their defence but now that defence really looks quite solid mm. and um, I think they're definitely guaranteed a top three spot this season I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they won the title really that's, no. a big, that's, a big, that's a big claim to and make I think the only thing that you know a lot of people go oh Frank's done it then I don't think Frank Lampard can take the credit if they do I think it's more about the signings they've made. Well, uh, his signings, though, but there's a lot of credit. But how how much did he actually Twitter. decide, though? Who yeah, because I've, I've seen on Twitter a lot about their sort of director of football type um, person they've got that found these players and negotiated the deal. So, whether, whether Frank said he wanted them and they got on, he got, he got, he's got the team playing well, but there's, there's no shadow of that. If that team stops playing for him and it stops doing what it's doing now, then there's no doubt he'll be out the door quicker than anything else. Um and he's already yeah, said management's a lot harder than playing. And I think Frank's someone that... It's almost like he's shocked. Yeah, and he, he kind of wants to protect his um, reputation at Chelsea as well. So if it does start going badly for him, I wouldn't be surprised if he did kind of jump ship just to kind yeah. of save that reputation of being this amazing guy at Chelsea. Because if he does have a really bad year at Chelsea and stuff doesn't go well, yeah, then Chelsea say, fans yeah. will turn. We know what Chelsea fans oh, yeah, like. No doubt, you know, no doubt, they'll turn on him. They, they turn on all. They they yeah. can turn. Most teams can turn on their manager. West Ham, no different. So, um, I, I don't. I think that if Frankie's the fact that Frank is a legend that will buy him some more time than others. But again, he doesn't want to leave it on a sour note, does he? Looking at uh, the last few games, there's not too many left to cover for the last weekend. It wasn't too exciting. West Ham beating Fulham one 0 was a a result West Ham should have really expected. Um, West Brom versus Tottenham. Tottenham getting away of it against a struggling team, but ultimately getting the three points they needed. Um, Leicester versus Wolves. That was a, that was an interesting game. Um, Leicester doing the business again. Um, Wolves struggling a bit more this season than the last, but 
Leicester, obviously with Vardy proving the point once again that they 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 do have some chops and they don't they're not they're not, they're not flopping like they did last season at the first sight of trouble. We'll stop briefly on City versus Liverpool. Um, I think it was a bit too early in the season for this game. Um, I think it needed a few. Well, I say if it leaves any longer, Liverpool won't have any players left. But ideally, this game isn't played as early on as the season as it was. What, what were your thoughts on this game? Well, I was a bit disappointed to be honest because both teams are obviously missing some of their style players, yeah, and that always takes away from the big occasion. And I've, yeah, I think it, was anyway, it did come soon, a bit yeah. too early in the season. City is still finding their feet. We were already kind of top four, um, yeah, and right before an international break as well. Um, it would have been nice if both teams had their full squad available. Both managers, interestingly, obviously talked about five subs, which we'll go into later in the show. But um, yeah, like I was happy with the result, kind of. Also a bit unhappy because we played really well. Mm. But at the end of the day, both teams probably be quite happy with the point. Yeah, no, it's um, it's, it's unfortunate really because I think these kind of games you probably want sort of mid-December after a few more games have passed maybe January time not so early just because you're you bit more form by then you sort of found your feet and you know where you're going to be in the league but you want it to mean um, something as well that game yeah, didn't really mean anything for to, either one it's too early to it's too early to call really um, where each team will end up at the end of the season but still it's still a, it's still a good draw either way both teams didn't lose so you, nothing really happened really to be honest it was just stalemate and um, yeah neither team got the advantage on the other Last but not least, um, Aston Villa still showing that they, they can do some stuff, can't they, so far? 3-0 against Arsenal, and Arsenal sort of doing what they shouldn't be. Um, I did back them up a few weeks ago, saying I think um, Arteta's starting to build something there, but it's a bit worrying, really, when they, um, they're they not beating... T- we say, they say, you say they should beat Villa, but again, Villa had been a good, on good form this season, but Arsenal really didn't turn up at all, so it's a bit, a bit precarious time for them, I think. Yeah, I think Arteta still hasn't really got that uh, like system right with the players they've got there. He's still trying to free at the back, which you know it can work, like we see with West Ham. But it's more of a counter-attacking formation. You've got Lacazette, Aubameyang, William, Pepe as your front four, yeah. and you're playing a counter-attacking football. Like that's an all-out attack kind of formation. That's like a four-two-three-one, just in the faces, and he just hasn't got it right for me. And I honestly think out of him, Frank and Ollie, he's going to be the first to go. Yeah. It's, or it's, deserves to be anyway. Yeah. I, on form alone, yeah. Personality-wise, I don't think he should because I think he's quite a nice, modest guy. But again, being a nice, modest guy in football doesn't really get you anywhere. But uh, he needs to turn it around soon or he could be the first casualty mm-hmm. of the legendary, the legend managers um, they to made, go. They made quite a few signings in the summer as well. One of which is the centre back from Saint Etienne, and he's yes, not even yeah. playing for them. And I understand and uh, he had a close friend or a relative die recently, so they're not like really putting him in the team. But you spend thirty odd million quid on this guy; he yeah, should be, he he should be a player, yeah. you know. So yeah, so whether when he gets back and feels better again, whether he can, um, whether he can turn it around, um, hopefully for Arsenal, we'll see. But I think they really do have to go four at the back though. Because their defence just isn't good enough to be a free at the back and contain no, yeah, kind of formation. Free at the back system is quite hard as well. Um, yeah. As I found out on my foot manager save, <laughs> it's quite a hard system to play. So, But attacking teams, you probably want to have a bit more ability up front and sort of play free at the back. It's not a sort of system you um, 
want should play really. We've got such look at England for example. Um, try and play three at the back. They haven't got the quality. You need to be playing some of the better forward players, and they're doing better tonight. We'll come on to England in a little bit in a bit, but um, yeah, I, I do agree with you on that one. So we'll now move on to um, looking into some of the topics really of the uh, of the Premier League season so far. Um, talking points of the weekend ahead. So Leicester are top of the league at the moment. Do you think they can continue with that? I Personally, I th- it's going to be interesting. I think with the way Liverpool have had so many injuries at the moment, it's um, City not really firing all cylinders. It's, now's their chance, really. I don't know if they'll stay there the entire season, but I definitely think now's their time to try and solidify themselves at the top. Yeah, I think this is a really good time for Leicester, actually. And it doesn't like all their star players seem to be coming back at the right time as well. So yeah. they can have an injury free rest of November and December I would be I would be very surprised if they weren't still in that top two free area just because they don't have the hardest of fixtures they got Liverpool on the weekend but it's probably come at the right time for Leicester to be honest um, so I really think Leicester can carry on I don't think they got enough to be title winners but I did say that a few years ago like four or five years ago so mm, yeah yeah um, they definitely know how to surprise people. They're a club that they got a lot of belief um, compared to other fans believing of Leicester. Um, but as a Leicester fan, I think they definitely think they've got a chance. And we got to remember, Brendan Rodgers is a very good manager. Like, oh, yeah, he can never he get over the line with Liverpool, unfortunately. But he went over it, what he did at Swansea and Celtic has to be appreciated. And he's done a superb job there. Because if you remember when he took over, they weren't in a great shape. And he's just integrated a few new yeah. players and got them and playing he's, really yeah, he's good done well, yeah. I think um, the key to them as well is keeping Vardy fit. I think that's the only way they're going to continue this form is if Vardy stays fit. I think without him, it's going to be too much pressure to keep scoring as many goals as he does. Um, I, don't think he's, them, really. I don't think it is a pressure on him, though, to score the goals he does. I think he is just. Well, it's not pressure natural... on it. it comes naturally, but yeah. I think it's pressure for them to keep him fit. If, it, if they lose him to, yeah. if he, for a, a long period of time, then I, I can't. It's pressure on other players. I mean, to um, score yeah, as many goals as he got does. Under and Ian Archo and um... even Harvey Barnes played there at one point up front. So again, it's um, I don't think any of those players have got the same quality in themselves to score as many goals. They need to find if he's going to be injured. I think they need to start looking now at the transfer market to find a player that. Um, can score 10 goals. Yeah, well. and maybe not now, but maybe someone for the future they could start to ease into the team because Vardy's not getting any younger. He could go until he's about 40 now and then, but they definitely need to stop preparing themselves because it's not something you want to have a shock in your system when Vardy suddenly Another thing they or... need to be careful about as well is that goalkeeper situation. Cassius Michael yes. is yeah. very close. So, well, I say very close. He's definitely on the older side of things. And they're yes, back off to yeah, Danny it's... Ward now. They don't really play Danny Ward that often. No. So they clearly don't. I could see, I could see Nick Pope maybe or a similar player to him maybe coming in eventually. Cashman Cycle's only 34, so he's still got another few years in the tank. But again, 36, 37 um, is the age where goalkeepers start mm. declining, really. And that's where you've got to start to worry. West Ham are in the same situation with Fabianski. Um, great career, but he's definitely on the declining end of um, his career now. Mm. Still got quality, Pope but again, would be a good signing for them. And if Burnley do have a anyone, bad yeah. season like they are, then um, Pope needs to look for a way out. Yeah. yeah, he needs to start finding a way. Pope on just on a separate subject briefly. 
if he wants to be England's number one, he's got to get himself to a top team now. Um, is there any way he's going to push Pickford out of the situation? Because obviously Pickford, well, favoured by Southgate. Pickford's not a big team, though. Sorry? Pickford's not a big team. No, but a, a top half team. Um, and you'd argue that Everton are more of a top half team than a Burnley would ever mm. be um, overall. I don't know if it'll be enough to get him in the England team, but it's definitely got to be, give it would give Southgate more of consideration because I do prefer Pope to um, Pickford by for sure. But I don't think I'm the only one on that on that front, but. I think yeah, we're never going to yeah. see Southgate choose anyone other than Pickford yes, all the time yeah, he's in charge. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. But um, Pickford's not a bad goalkeeper. But as I say, I just think goalkeepers have got, um, they fill in the gaps that Pickford may necessarily you not know, have in his, um, in his style of goalkeeping. Mm. Height, for example. Um, let's move on. Bayer was slowly starting being integrated into the Spurs team now. Do we think we, we could expect him to start this weekend or is now... We, <laughs> It's too soon, really. I do, personally, I think now he's got to be in this team by now, surely. How much fitness does the guy need? Well, he's played two, three games for Wales this last week. So he's definitely building that fitness. But I think we got to remember, he's hardly played in the last year. So it's not mm. so much about the fitness of last in yeah. the game. It's about the fitness of actually being good enough to play in the game for 90 minutes. Um, yeah. I don't think he'll start this weekend. I think he'll be on the bench again. You reckon? Yeah, I I think they're still going to slowly put him in until he thing, starts though, by the, performances in. By the time he actually makes it into the Spurs team, they'll be sending him back to Real Madrid. If they don't sign him on a free in the summer. Uh, I, uh, no, I can see him going to them in the summer, but... Um, I think they'd be silly that. not to sign him if he does have a good season that, with them. That is another question in itself, though. That is another, In my opinion, signing Gareth Bale is another question in himself because... Thirty-one, he'll be thirty-two um, heading into next season. He won't be cheap either, Gary. Don't forget. So, is that a player they really want to be spending that much money? Well, so much money wages on. Well, you think really though a- that if they get him on a free transfer in the summer, then he potentially is not going to demand as high of a wages as he currently does. He and, may not. And if he, he has a good season and kind of still gets high. rid of his injury problems, then he could well be worth it. We you remember how that. good he used yeah. to be. Don't forget, though, they've got to look past just next season. Yeah, he used to be good, but pace is definitely, a, it won't be a strong suit in the coming years, heading into his 30s. Um, he will have the technical ability, so unless they adapt him into a more of a central player, um, you don't really want to have him on the wing when he hasn't got the pace. Um, if you look, it, look at him for Wales, he, he's playing very deep um, in the last few games. And I think that's how Tottenham are going to deploy him, just in behind Kane and Son and just playing the passes out. Yeah, if he was going to be doing that, he needs to, he needs to start learning that part of his game because I don't I don't see him having the pace of old when you know when he made those crazy runs for Madrid down the wing in oh, the no, Champions League. Definitely doesn't have that. No, but I think if he can adapt his game to be more a central player, then you have to consider that as him signing for that reason. But heading into his thirties, he's going to want more than a sort of like a three year deal. He's probably going to want a few years to guarantee that. On good money, heading into his ret- sort of retirement years, um, you could look at it either way. I think on that one, but yeah, if for now though, looking into this season at least, rather than too far ahead, um, needs to start playing for Spurs soon. Really, the amount of sort of money they want, money what they want for him, and get integrated into the team to actually start to know if they want to keep him beyond this season. But he's been, he's slowly getting there when he's not watching the golf. Um, he's getting there though. So let's do it then. Let's talk about Liverpool. Um, how many players do you have left fit? I think Klopp's going to start playing, isn't he? If you, if you can't get well, yeah, more. I think we can definitely calculate the amount of players left fit more than players not. Um, 
So Salah's obviously got COVID whilst away with Egypt. He went to well, his brother's uh, wedding. It wasn't international team's fault. I think it was Salah's fault. Yeah, but um, so he's out. Uh, Trent's obviously picked up an injury against City. Van Dijk obviously already injured for the, probably the whole season. Gomez apparently injured. We don't, do we trying... know the extent of that one? Do we know the extent? Because that's Liverpool, a bit weird. That he's one. basically had surgery, I believe. And Liverpool have okay. said that it's, they're not going to put a time frame, but it seems to be the majority of the season. Yeah, That's a season ender. That's a season It was interesting like Southgate as well, saying making a big point out of no one being near him when he went down. Yeah, like, that's a bit I'm not sure. Well. I'm not sure how much I believe that. In my opinion, if if it, it were somebody, ta- yeah, but if in my opinion, if someone's tackled him, they're not going to say that. And mm. the fact that they've gone right, he's just yeah. gone down. He's just yeah. gone down. Yeah, no, no one's tackled him. Kind well, of raises alarm yeah. for me. Um, I hope that's not the case, but. Because obviously they don't want anyone abusing. The thing is, it, say it like Declan happen. Rice if, yeah. if it had happened. Um, but well, yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah, you, that's not the kind of thing you want to publicise. Yeah, no um, one sort of questioned it. But I think if it, I think if someone was near him by now, it would have been leaked. Some kind of suggestion would have been out there. But I think he probably had. It probably hasn't happened, but it can, it can happen that. Um, you can just you can be running along yeah. in your so you, you put your foot down funny or whatnot. Well, I but, hope that is the case, but just standing yeah, there when it going just sounds yeah. uh, and then making a big deal out of no one being there. So yeah, uh, Robbo's obviously picked up an injury with Scotland. Uh, there's a yeah. chance he will play on Sunday though. I reckon that was withdrawing from just the same with Henderson. I think yeah. it's a bit of a all oh, might bit tight. I'm gonna yeah, you know. I really hope because the two games that are being played, uh, Henderson against Iceland and Robertson against whoever Scotland are playing tonight. They're not important games now. They mean nothing yeah, to both countries. So I hope probably got them on speed dial and said, yeah. oh, you've got a bit of a dodgy hamstring there. You can pull out. Yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping that's the case. Um, and yeah, so basically we could be missing our whole regular back four and Henson and Thiago. We're still not sure if he's back. Fabinho, we're still not sure if he's back. So we could basically only have three or four regular members of our squad on starting on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, um, forgive me, because I can't remember all the name of your youth players, but the centre-back had played against West Ham. He was of some quality. So him and Matip at the back wouldn't be the worst-case scenario in the world. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember his name. I'm sure you'll know it. Um, and Nathaniel Phillips. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, He was. He seemed like he was of some ability. Is there any chance that he could play? Well, of course. If Matip and Fabinho aren't fit... I'd expect Phillips to be started. Either way, Phillips will be in the squad. There's no doubt about that. Um, at right back, Milner. If, <laughs> if Trent's not playing at right back, Nico Williams is also injured from uh, playing for Wales the other night. So that's our two right backs. So yeah, Milner's probably going to be starting there. Uh, if I mean, Robbo he's is not, injured, not the worst case in the world because he, he can do a job. Yeah, we, but he's not going to provide that attacking threat that Trent does. Um, on the left of Robbo's injured, we got the, our Greek signing from the summer. He's apparently back fit now. Uh, whether he's any good, we're still yet to find out. And now it's time to find out. Um, Alisson should be 100% fit. Um, he didn't really play for Brazil on the international break, so he's only really got the travelling to worry about. Uh, midfield, when Adams should be fine. Hopefully, Thiago. And if if it comes to it, Fabinho back in midfield and Phillips starting alongside Matip, 
that could be an option. See, you've still got yeah, the, the front, the front mid players, midfield upwards is fine. Everything behind that. Salah having COVID basically just ensures Firmino doesn't get dropped. That's all it does, because it will mean Firmino will start instead of Salah, and Jota will start probably on the wing. So it'll be a different front three what we're used to, but I still, yeah. I still don't think it's the end of the world, and. But we definitely do need a centre back now in January. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I think it proved a point that you really should have probably invested in that position mm. heavily in the summer. But you live and you learn. Um, you've still got quality players across well, the Yeah, pitch, I said so at the end know. of last season we needed to invest in depth, and we didn't do that. We went for two star players and a backup left yeah. back that's been injured the whole time. So, you know, it would have been nice if we'd gone for a bit more depth instead of trying to buy star yeah. players. Because they start, yeah. apart from Jossa, like Thiago hasn't really shown due to injury. Yeah. Then uh, I think you're, I think you're surprised though. I think you will surprise um, people, the teams in the league. Still, I don't think it's um, season-ending, but I think it's. I think you'll still prove a point. I think you'll still do a good job. I just think tit- winning the title will be probably a little bit harder. Um, but if you win the title with this amount of injuries, I think it goes to show that this is probably one of the best Liverpool teams for years and one of the strongest Premier League teams for years. If you can win it with the amount of injuries you've had, I think that would be a compliment in some senses the way you, if you can carry it out but we'll see how the season progresses we'll see um, have you got this weekend out of interest Leicester Sorry. yeah so that's going to be an interesting one um, whoever comes in has got Vardy to com- uh, contain so it'll be interesting I think if Leicester beat you they're going to be thinking about the title um, we'll see how it progresses though. I think I think that Liverpool will be okay I think top four still huge possibility the way the season's going so we'll yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's too much of a worry, but we'll see how you get on. I'm hoping we're, as we're, well as a bit of complacency yeah. in the other teams, thinking, oh well, they haven't got Van Dyke, they haven't got Gomez. Yeah, got now's our chance. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll kind of go a bit more out there, and then we can our star players can kind of yeah, step up I, and carry yeah, on. you still got you can still score goals as whether you can stop them. So I definitely think um, you're not and you're not far off January. You're not far off January either. So I think you'll hopefully see some investment there as well. Moving on, um, Kanak, I can't say it, Kalas, Kalasnicic, Kalas, Kolasnic, Kalas, is that right, Gary? Kalasnic? Kalasnic, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> that, guy and, <laughs> that, that guy and Elneny, among the other Premier League players that have contracted COVID. I think there's 18 confirmed cases um, since the last round of testing, which is kind of alarming, really. We're seeing it grow a lot in the, um, in the Premier League. Whether it's 18 players or 18 staff and players, I'd like to know. Um, but again, it's a bit of a bit of a concern, really, that we're starting to see more COVID cases coming through. I don't think we'll see it cause the league the league being suspended anytime soon. But if it continues in this form, I think internationals, thankfully, there's none until March now, because it's just getting ridiculous. I think we're heading into the winter months. They shouldn't have been playing this month. Um, it's, it's just stupid, really, because look what happened. People have gone away with their international teams, contracted it. Uh, for example, Yarmolenko at West Ham's got it. He went on international duty. It's just it's not sensible, really. It wasn't international friendlies weren't needed where people are traveling around the world, going on planes, going on trains, going everywhere to different stadiums. Um, other countries more relaxed than we are. It just wasn't needed, I don't think. I yeah, think and we look at countries countries. like Denmark, uh, who had a big outbreak. And yeah, Denmark are playing Belgium tonight, the King Power Stadium in Leicester. Now, I'm not really sure. I don't really understand why that's happening. Surely they should be playing in Belgium. But for some reason, Denmark players have been allowed into England to play at the King Power. I just don't really understand it. And you, But yeah, how many 
you got Kalashnik, Elneny, Salah, uh, Yarmolenko, like you said, uh, Milan Danovic from Crystal Palace, he's contracted it, yeah. you know, and it just makes a mockery out of the whole international break. And uh, we're going to talk about it later but, on, but yeah. um, they're playing three games this international break. Already on a compacted fixture list. Yeah, it's just crazy. Not needed either. I don't think it was needed. You know, a friendly was, game uh, each. I understand some nations had to play their Euro qualifier, but that didn't mean everyone else had to play an extra game. Yeah, exactly. You know, but for some reason, UEFA or FIFA has said, oh, you've got to play three games. But oh, I, I thought international breaks were only two. I was surprised we were playing tonight when I found out. I thought, what the fuck are we playing tonight? Mm. Um, but yeah, all because of the UEFA playoff being fitted into this international break. Yeah, Everyone else had to play the extra yeah. game to play a friendly. It's crazy, and it's just putting players at risk unnecessarily. Yeah, on top of that, it's injuries as well. That's three games in a week, um, not needed. After some players yeah. are already playing three games in a week every week. Yeah, yeah, in the Premier League as well. So it's just, it was just, it's just crazy. I think we're coming on to it a bit later on, but again, it just highlights a bit of stupidity on the, on the world stage of football again. Um, and last but not least, Southampton and Villa continue a good early season form whilst Leeds have sort of tumbled into the bottom six, which is not where I personally expected Leeds to be. But just give us briefly your thoughts on those three teams, Gary, before we move on. Well, Southampton, I think we are going to see a decline. Um, I think it will be coming in the next month or so. Villa, uh, I want to say they're going to go down the table, but they just... Don't look like they keep pulling out shock results, like the seven-two against us. And I the think we may not see that actually. Yeah, I think we could see this could be the start of a Villa revival mm. long term. I think. I think yeah, I think they could become a permanent top ten fixture in the Premier League. Um, and Dean Smith seems to be doing a really good. He, he's got to play an unbelievable football, and he's brought in some world class players like Martinez, Watkins, and Barkley. You know, three very good players that. Could we've seen them play top four football apart from Watkins, obviously? Yeah, but we've he was one of the top goal scorers in the championship. But Martinez was playing for Arsenal and impressing last season. Barkley's put in some very good performances for both Chelsea and Everton in the past, and then obviously England as well. And I'm a bit surprised he wasn't in the England squad. Um, but yeah, in terms of leads, though, they just don't know how to defend. And that that's going to be the reason they go back down this season. Yeah, I think they can attack, but again, I don't think they have a clue how to defend. So by the time they actually work out their rhythm, they're already one nil down. You know, they'll either win a game four nil or lose it four nil. They they won't have an in between, and that no. that'll be sad to see because they are a massive club and they deserve to come back up last season. But yeah, you know, if you if you come up and think you you can play and that dominate system. every team. Yeah. You know, you're stupid. You need to be choosing your battles wisely. Yeah, and a game against Palace, it's... where you kind of knew Palace wouldn't create much unless there's space in behind, you kind of just go, okay, we'll defend a bit more here, keep it compact, because we know we'll probably finish off a chance or two, and we'll take a one or two. But they decided to go all that attack, and Palace basically just hit them on the counter and yeah. picked them apart. So I think Leeds are in for a long season. Yeah, and I, I, I'm starting to, it's starting to sway me a little bit on where Leeds are going to end up because I've personally thought Leeds would be doing quite well and we should be surprised, but um, no, I don't think they're going to be in the league for long if they carry on the way they are. 
Um, moving on then, pay-per-view. It's been discussed quite a lot over the last few weeks, but now it's been confirmed there's going to be a new method in place until the new year. Um, some good news, some, I say good news, some good feel-good factor from it was that fans, rather than paying money to watch the game, were um, paying money to food banks as well, which raised millions of pounds, which was a really great cause. Um, but give us a bit of a rundown, Gary, how pay-per-view is going to look through, through to the end of the year, at least. Is it is it going to be a better system or is it going to be... So we've actually already expensive? seen this system before. And this was when we came out of lockdown beforehand, where you basically had a game on every day. And yeah. it split between Sky, BT, Amazon and BBC. That's what it's going to be now, apart from instead of splitting it like a game every day, we're going to go back to normal Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday setting. Um, oh, okay. But there'll be no game on at the same time. So you won't have four games on at three o'clock. Well, that's fine. I mean, it gives you time to watch the games. You don't have yeah. to sort of, yeah, stress that and think, oh shit, there's like three games on at the same time and there's nothing. So, But if you already have Sky, BT and Amazon and BBC, obviously, you have access to all four games. Now, you don't have to pay any extra. It's just, if you've got one of the services that have the TV rights, again, you can watch. No, that's still four services you've got to have to have a chance to yeah, watch. Yeah, it is, time. but... Like I it said, at, last, at the end of last season, that was how it worked. So if you were able to watch games last season, you can watch them again this season. Yeah, so that's better. So, you know, you're still not having to fork up even more. I can understand that's still a slightly better slightly better um, way of having it than, than previous. So that, it still isn't a permanent fixture either because this is only up till the end of December, so the new year. So whether they stick with it after the new year for the final three, four months of the season... It's still yet to be decided. And we'll I see where lot... COVID is at that point. Yeah. I think the fans are back in their grounds. We'll forget about just quite quickly, but I don't know where we'll be with fans for a long time at the moment. Well, yeah, but... MPs have apparently Boris really wants fans back in, and he wants them back yeah, in before Christmas. But I think if we're looking at COVID figures at the moment, I don't think it's Boris a bit of an odd thing to suddenly go. Oh yes, we want fans back in their ground because yeah. I'm not going to go to a Premier League ground. Regardless, I'd love to go back, but I'm not going to go back now, regardless of the opening because it's the wrong time. Hmm. Is the, you think you're mental going back now? I, I think it's um, just they've realised how much money they're actually giving losing. clubs in money. Yeah, like gone, oh, can we do something about that? They gave no. national league clubs like ten million pounds or something like that, and that's just the national league. So they're probably losing a hell of a lot of money right now. And yeah, well, they can't afford it, can they? No, not really. And um, I remember on the well, last general election. Boris is constantly going, oh, I don't know where Jeremy Corbyn's getting this money tree from. But since COVID's yeah, turned up, there's been this magical money tree that's just suddenly appeared. I would not want to re- see what the credit card bill is yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I don't want to see that because I certainly think we're borrowing a lot. Money, yeah, I but think we'll great. be paying it off for quite some time. Not to come into a political podcast, but I can understand why now we're, they want fans back in their grounds. But as much as I'd love to be back in their ground, I'm, I wouldn't be feel comfortable until there's a vaccine in place or the COVID has gone down a lot more. Moving on, um, five subs in the EFL now allowed until um, when? When in fact, Gary? When are they allowed in the ground now? When we allowed five substitutions still? From what, what's going on with that? So clubs in the Championship and below will be allowed five subs from Saturday. Simple as oh, that. Really, straight away. Yeah, just straight away. They've agreed five subs: Championship, League One, League Two, um, League. I'm assuming the cup competitions as well. Obviously, they already do it in the Champions League, so Premier League are basically the only people not doing it. And yet, you know, there's been outcry for it in the Premier League. How come it's not happening in the Premier League, Dan? Why is that not like where we, it should be? Well, it has, it has to be a decision made by the Premier League. Obviously, the Football League have all come together and said, yep, five subs sounds good. 
and the Premier League still haven't. And I think it's just them being stubborn. You know, they had the vote earlier on. I think it's because uh, a lot of teams said no. I can understand why teams said no, but I am now starting to err on the side of, yeah, I think we're going to need five subs. I don't want to see that because I think it will definitely benefit the bigger teams. But the way it's going of injuries at the moment, I'm starting to think maybe, maybe we do need um, to start putting five subs into the Premier League. My only issue with, with it is um, all these managers complaining about five subs and they're not even using their three. Yeah, well, I mean, so, Moyes, for example, you could put on that one. Yeah, so Moyes has actually changed his mind about it, hasn't he? And he said, actually, now I would back five subs, which obviously he was very much one of the vocal people against five subs when it restarted back in June time. Yeah. Um, Guardiola, you know, he's he's been really vocal about the five subs for the last two, three City games, but then he hasn't used all three subs in any of those games. So for me... You know, you have to use all three subs to make a point. You can't go, well, I want five subs, but I'm only actually going to use one of them. You know, you have to use all three subs, Um, especially when he's got so many injuries himself as well. You know, we talk about Liverpool's injuries, but City do have uh, Jesus and uh, Nathan Ake out now, uh, Aguero, and they're continuous injuries. Like, they haven't had a free bill of health all season. Um so I would like to see it, and I don't think it will benefit the big teams. Obviously, they got the better players, but the small. They it, now. They're all injured. Uh, if you look at it. a player like uh, a team like West Ham, they might not have five stars they can bring on, but they they they've potentially got a youth player that by yeah, playing in the first best. team could really shine. But yeah. you know, someone that might not look that great for the under twenty threes, but you bring him on in the Premier League, and he could do absolute wonders. You know, yeah. just look at Jamie Vardy for example. He was not this big star and then he's comes into the or Premier League turn, and he turns yeah. into the Premier League and that's what youngsters need. And there's so many youngsters that just kind of fall through the net of the Premier League clubs. Yeah. And fall down lower league and then never really make it back up. But yeah, so five times, you know, you, you yeah. could potentially see more youngsters given a chance and hopefully and it will not just help a team say like West Ham or Sheffield United, but it could also help England. If you can find that next star in in a youth team by having to bring them on and say in the 70th minute to rest your star striker at 2-0, then yeah. so be it. It could help everyone. So it's not just benefiting the bigger teams. I understand, obviously, you can change half your team if you're a big team. But teams like Liverpool, they're playing midweek and weekend at the moment. So that's six consecutive weeks. Yeah. Um, so of you, do you do need some rotation in there, don't you? Yeah. You know, we're... we're biggest club in England right now with champions like if you like <laughs> to throw that one in there yeah you? like we're the champions we're the biggest club in England right now but do we have five stars we can bring on no if we bring on five players our team becomes like a lot weakened and a lot more beatable so I think it's unfair to say it benefits the big team it benefits two clubs Chelsea and Man City because they've been able to buy so much depth in the past but teams like Man U Liverpool Arsenal even Tottenham their backups aren't that great. So it benefits two teams, but, you know, we got off. We can't go, I benefits two clubs. So we're not going to do it. It helps keeps people fit. It potentially prevents long-term serious career ending injuries. So ideally it needs to be done, especially during December when everyone's playing constantly. Yeah. The way the season is this so far at this point in time, I think, 
five times as needed because we're coming into a congestion period as we always do at Christmas, especially now this season. Now's the time to give it at least um, for a period of time and see how we get on with it. If we start to see it cause negative effects in ways that we don't expect, like um, big teams doing better, we'll, we can we can always adjust it. But we'll see how we get on with it. I, th- I think it's a, it's, a, it's something the Premier League should consider now re-voting on again. Um, I do agree with a large amount of points you've said as well. And it, and it can help youth prospects as well. If you had five substitutions, managers may not be so nervous about bringing one in because they may um, think, oh, okay, well, I can do four first-team players here and then maybe go, okay, I can give one youngster a chance a bit later on this way. So it is something the Premier League should really consider. There is one other thing as well, and that's the integrity of the league. I think the Premier League are very much, well, if we had five in now, you know, it doesn't really keep the integrity intact. But we got to remember as well, when the season ended got stopped last season and we came back, we did change the five sub rules and, you know, no one's going off. The integrity is different now. Yeah. So, you know, if we add it, it's just looking after players and it doesn't yeah. benefit anyone at this stage of the season because no one's runaway leaders. So it's not like you can just keep fresh to keep your lead. It yeah. is literally everyone's still fighting for everything. And I think yeah, the fact 100%. is that Leicester... Southampton and Villa are all in the top six at the moment. I know we're still only like about 10 games in, but at this point of the season, the fact that the teams are still up there shows you that the big teams are struggling. And I think it is mainly down to match fitness and having to kind of hope that your players don't get injured and not being able to go at full, full yeah, speed every full game. Help. Yeah, every time. Yeah, no, 100%. I think the Premier League should consider that. So. Yeah, that's our thoughts on it pretty much. But I think we largely agree that it's something the Premier League needs to consider and it will help um, players of injuries, especially during the congestion period that's coming up. And maybe we'll see it, maybe four substitutions. Maybe that will be the new average. Who knows? Um, Somewhere in between the two. But we'll see how we get on. Um, But yeah, whether the Premier League will vote on change or not is another question. So something we touched upon earlier on, um, international games have been going on for the last few weeks and we've seen numerous COVID cases start to come into play. Um, 18 to be in fact for the Premier League. That's a large number and we're starting to see it grow a little bit. As we said before, I, I personally think it's it, the international break really, um, is really is, um, it's starting to show really that it, it's not been well thought out that we have all these international games, players travelling around the world going to these different places, mixing with different people outside of their normal bubble, um, maybe being a bit more relaxed than they should be, catching it, and then potentially taking it back to the Premier League and infecting their entire squad. I know there's test runs before that, but one day there'll be, there could be a slip, something could not happen, and then who knows? Who knows these people where the Premier League players are socialising with? And I think international games aren't needed at the moment, also from the point of fitness. So, yeah, it's it wasn't it's not been well thought out, and I think... No. There should have been serious reconsideration. I know there's no international games now till March, but it needs to be considered in the future. Um, I can't imagine. I hope there's not another COVID twenty, but you can see what I mean. It needs to be thought out a bit more about when we have international breaks and how they're handled. Well, you talked about testing when they come back. You look at uh, players that have gone to Brazil international duty and things like that. They played late last night, so they wouldn't have been getting a uh, plane back to at least today. So then they get back tomorrow, potentially. So they're now either not going to train because they got to get tested first or they're getting tested or even going training first and then spreading it. So 
like you said, it's not very well thought out. It shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't be having internationals at this stage. You know, the fact that I can't go on holiday, but Alison and Roberto Firmino can go all the way to Brazil. Mohamed Salah can go to Egypt for his brother's wedding, you know, and then come back and train with their mates. You know, it shouldn't be happening at this stage of the stage of COVID. Um, I would love to, I'd love to be able to say, oh yeah, internationals are great, but they're really not. We've got a pointless friendly in um, before two pointless Nations League. The Nations League is a pointless tournament. I think we can all agree. <laughs> you know, it's, yes. it's the League Cup yeah. of internationals. It really yeah. is. There's no need for it. Okay, well done, uh, Montenegro. They they qualified for the Euros because of the Nations League last time round. But no one gives a crap. Um, <laughs> you know, if you win yeah. the Nations League Cup at the end of it, you're like, ah, oh, superb. We've won a friendly. You'd be happy, but you wouldn't uh, exactly be over the moon, would yeah, you? Yeah, you've won, you've you've basically won the Betway Cup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, compared to a cup, compared to the Betway Cup. Yeah, and it, they're just not needed. It, the scheduling should have been di- done differently. The only time you should be playing international friendly during the middle of the season is for World Cup or European qualification. Yeah, it's the Nations not League is just added friendly throughout the summer, thing. and then you can if there's no international qualifications going on, then fine, put a friendly in there. But you don't need friendlies and international games all at the same time, or just have one game. It you just need don't need this the... third competition. That's all you don't need. You know, especially at this time as well. This yeah. competition is not needed in any way. And, no, it, and if they want to keep it so then the smaller nations have a chance of qualifying, fine. Do that with the smaller nations. But the bigger nations don't need it. It's a nice concept, but as you say, yeah, it's just it's just a bit of a random um, random thing to have. And um, it's causing, on top of fitness, it's causing COVID issues as well, players travelling around to mm. different countries. So I think you said as all... well, I think it was you that said the other day, you didn't quite understand how it works. Because I think you thought we got knocked out when Belgium uh, beat us the other night. But, yeah. but you didn't realise it's just the group stage thing. And that's the problem. Yeah, I... Very few people understand how it works. Because really this year, this year's edition basically doesn't mean anything. It's just promotion and relegation, or you're in the semi-finals. Whereas the last edition, there was European uh, Euro 2021. Now I guess uh, places up for grabs. So now there aren't any World Cup places up for grabs on this edition. So it's very stupid. No one knows what's going on. No one gives a crap about the tournament. Scrap it. We're very positive about this tournament, aren't we? On this podcast, leave it as a tournament for San Marino. Give them a chance to qualify for the Euros. But for a country like uh, England, you just don't need it. Or turn it into a not straight knockout tournament from the start and just hold it in the summer. A knockout tournament would have been better. Yeah, maybe just a smaller knockout tournament or something similar to that. But yeah, if you had, if you had, say the Division A, so the top division, if you had that and just put it into a knockout tournament in the summer. Starting in the round of 16, you play four games. That's it. Over a course of two-week period. Yeah. Everyone yeah. everyone would enjoy that. You know, the best playing the best. And then, obviously, the League 2, um, they'd play for promotion, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, there's no need for it. Especially during no. the middle of... Like, yeah, we, we can see the repercussions it's caused. Players have had injuries. The key players, the teams are already struggling with injuries. Um, for example, oh, Declan Rice, um, he's not injured, but again, he's going to come back to West Ham now. He's, he's our captain at the moment. He's played two games in the space of four, three days. We don't play again until Sunday, but we need him back and training at West Ham, really. The, um, the early our... game is Newcastle-Chelsea, right? 
Yeah. So Thiago Silva was with Brazil. He comes back, say, today. He has less than 72 hours with his club before his next match, after travelling. He hasn't seen them for like over just, a week. It's, it's ridiculous. He, he won't know the system. Crazy. He hasn't had a chance to train, so this is what I mean. Mason just... Mountain again as well. He's currently still on the pitch, I believe, for England. He, yeah. He's starting a game he in less than 32 hours. He won't be playing for... Um... Phil Foden, he's just scored his yeah. second goal of the game. Very beautiful goal. He's got, He should be signing... Uh, about 72 hours because he's played Saturday night. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. It shouldn't be happening. It's he'll be too- a clear player for Saturday City now mm. with the injuries they've got. So it's just ridiculous. And international managers are saying, oh, it's all good. They're coming away for us and learning for the tournament. But I think it's a bit of, um, it's like borrowing someone's toys and then breaking Half of these it. players won't just- be available for the tournament if the injury crisis keeps going on. Yeah, because they'll be playing now and come the next tournament, we'll be like Jack Grealish by himself and everyone will get finally get what they want because Grealish mm. will be playing the tournament by himself. Um, as I, I've just seen Fielding's goal, that is a great goal. But again, we need to, he needs to be nurtured and protected because we want them for the fit, fit for the tournaments next year. It's a bit, as I, as I was trying to say, um, international managers borrowing someone else's toy player and then taking it away breaking it and giving it back in dodgy condition and then saying well, here you go thanks for lending him to me it might work it might not <laughs> it's yeah. just a bit it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit selfish really when I mean, there needs to be much more consideration going into how we're playing because managers are also complaining about the amount of cup games they've got so it all adds up i won't spend too long it but it needs to be considered moving forward hopefully there's no more coronavirus next year it won't be a problem but even then it needs to be considered how many international games are played yeah so moving on to a few short questions we've got in here that was provided by our absentee um, <laughs> panel hosts that, that never turn up to this podcast anymore. Um, Simon can be excused, but Bill, we, we, we don't know where he's gone. We think he's been kidnapped. Um, first things first, Gary, why did Gaston Maria's never make it? Well, I know South, um, not Southampton, Simon is a very, very big fan of Gaston Ramirez. Still to now, this day. Still follows his career closely, I've heard. Well, if he does, then I doubt he knows he's currently playing in the second division of Spain. No, he knows. I don't think he does, because he's a player that I don't think Simon's actually ever watched. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just likes the name, thinks he should be good. Um, He was a good player. Are you saying you don't rate him? He was a good player, but he was never... Not anymore. No, he's about thirty. I can't believe you're saying now. this. Is it, is it, is it, Simon's gonna be fuming? Sorry, at this. Simon, but when you're editing this, mate, you might want to edit this bit out. He's not very good. <laughs> he was an average player at best. Um, yeah. Harsh words, Gary. Harsh words, Gary. And to say, Simon did say, why did he never make it? Now he was at Southampton. He's Premier League player. He's played La Liga. He made it. That's more than most players do. So he made it. So don't don't down your your star so much. <laughs> Moving on, is Nabil really working? No, that's simple. Nabil's never when Nabil tells you he's working, he's never working. That's, Has that's, he worked in his life? <laughs> well, I've, I've never seen him go in an office. <laughs> I'm just adding up the scores for the prediction results, and we'll come to them in a bit. But blimey, I am surprised by the scores. Um, they're not going well. They're it's, it's not going well. Is Harry Maguire the most handsome man ever to play the game, Gary? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm not sure why Simon thinks that, so I think we'll just move on from that one. We need to ask questions about that. And is Robbie Savage really a savage? Well, you can tell he had an operation and was under drugs yesterday, can't you? <laughs> I want to know at what point did he write this? I believe there was a night, but I'm sure the drugs haven't worn off too much. Um, 
So we'll swiftly move into yeah. the weekend's <laughs> matches predictions. I think this is taking a turn for the worse. Um, let's not go spend too long on all of them. They're not too, they're not exactly thrill seekers. Some of these games. Um, Newcastle versus Chelsea first up. I've gone for a draw, and everyone else has gone for a Chelsea win. So we'll see who the real winner is at the end of that one. Um, I may actually change that. To be fair, but I, I just think. No, no to be that, fair to you, I wouldn't be surprised if. Newcastle did get something. They they've been doing it against the big teams, but I think Chelsea are just still on that little bit of form, and they're going to ride, ride that ride for it, a bit longer. My only consideration in it is a lot of Chelsea's players will have been on international duty, mm. so that's my only thought. It's slightly fitness versus fitness here. Um, and it's the early kickoff. Most... You always get a surprise in the early kickoff. Yeah, let's hope because I'm going for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, Villa versus Brighton. All gone to Villa apart from Simon, who's gone for a draw, which I can understand. Um, I think Villa will carry in the vein of form they have been. A lot of their players, I don't think, are on international duty. Um, Barkley and the Grealish link up is just incredible. I think I think Villa will probably just walk through Brighton. You're going to struggle this season again. I think Brighton are starting to do what they were sort of heading towards last season, which is head towards a relegation battle. Yeah, I was going to go for a draw, but. I want to get I want to get a win this week, uh, and I think I've just got to ride the Villa train. To be honest, they seem to be getting the results. It's a joy while it lasts, Gary. Like, a joy while it lasts. They they score a lot of goals. Brighton aren't scoring a lot, so I think Villa will win somehow. I'm still not worked out how they've won so many this season already, but you know, let's hope it doesn't last too long. Just just this week though. <laughs> Yeah, we'll I see how Villa get on. Yeah, we're, we're all hoping Villa win this week. Well, me, you, and the Villa, because I need the points. Um, Tottenham versus City. I've gone for a draw. You've gone for a draw. The Villa's gone for a City win, and Simon's gone for a Tottenham win. So full house. Um, I don't know if you agree with me for a draw for the same reasons on this one. Um, I just think each team's going to balance each other out. Tottenham just a bit of average at the moment, and City have got a lot of injuries. I think. It may not be a nil-nil, it could be a one-all, maybe. I don't think it's going to be an incredibly exciting game, as you'd think it would be. Um, I just think we're going to see a bit of a stalemate. Oh, I would clash. just like to stop you there. Phil Foden has just done an unbelievable piece of skill. Like, the ball was up in the air, and he's just controlled it perfectly to run onto. Like, I don't... With, I don't, with what body part? Um, with, let's hope with it his left foot, watch it. Like, done done a beautiful oh, turn. my word. And then got onto the end of it. He did fuck up the back heel afterwards. But the turn is unbelievable. Ronaldinho-esque. <laughs> like, I think Foden will come on. I think maybe Foden should be a talking point next week. But I think we're starting to see the, the one of England's greatest ever players by looking at that. I think we're starting to see something special. I think if he gets to play more games for C, because he still isn't playing every game. If he gets to start I playing think every done the week, right thing and nurture him with that one. Potentially, but if you look at Sancho, who left City's youth academy to go and play games, he's shun over him uh, for Dortmund. I think Foden just needs to kind of be let loose now and really show us what he can do. Because if he can produce pieces of skill like that every week... And he's he is going... 20. Yeah. Uh, equal to almost a Declan Rice's age. He's only played half as many games. I think he was at a team like West Ham. He'd be playing every week, Foden. Well, no doubt. Well, yeah, there's no week, doubt about yeah. that. You he get needs my to point, be playing that team, though. He needs to be signed every week just to yeah. see what he can really do. So maybe we'll see it linking back into where we were before. Yeah. So City, <laughs> City Tottenham on the weekend. I've got, I was going to go for a City win. But I think, like you said, they're going to cancel each other out. 
and they both kind of need in the points right now. So I think a draw is probably the most realistic result, especially with City being away from home. They seem to be struggling a little bit. Tottenham don't look too convincing with their score. Yeah, I guess City main. So yeah. like a one all is probably the right result in that game. And it's hard to interrogate why Nabil and Simon went for a City or Tottenham win respectively because they're not here. So we'll move on. But I can I think it's going to be a draw. Full house on the next one. United versus West Brom. Um, nothing too much to talk about on that one. I just think West Brom are destined for relegation. Yeah. And even a poor United team will somehow get a result against West Brom. Yeah. Anything to add to that, really? Uh, there's no doubt about it. West Brom, West Brom are terrible. Man U at home are the better side. They should win. Yeah, and if they don't win, Ollie's got to go. Um, another full house, Everton versus Fulham. Pretty much the same scenario. Everton with Rodriguez back this week, I imagine. He should after be. Suspension. He, he played in uh, Colombia's 6-1 defeat to Ecuador the other night. And the same goes for Rich Olsen. I think their quality is going to just absolutely shine through. I, but no not Allen, who apparently isn't good enough to be in team of the season so far. He's still holding on to that. <laughs> still holding on to that weeks later. That's interesting. Weeks later. Um, it's a few days ago. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like weeks later, a few days ago. Still holding to that, but I, 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 I just, yeah, Everton are going to win this easily, I imagine. And if they don't, it's a bit of a, that'll be a typical Everton, but I think we're starting to see them turn the corner. West Ham versus Sheffield United. Controversially, that even though you think Sheffield United are bound for relegation, you don't think West Ham will beat them. I've gone for a West Ham win, obviously. You've gone for a draw. The Bill, who's hiding, clearly, he said Sheffield United are going to beat West Ham, while Simon thinks there's a draw. Um, I can understand the draw. I can't... Maybe Sheffield United will win. I don't want to jinx it here. I'm, I'm going to sit here and say oh, we're going to wallop them because there's a good chance we won't. But they're poor. And I think West Ham with Antonio probably won't be back. I still think we might see Benarama start this weekend. I think West Ham should, should nick it. Well, the only reason I went for a draw, because there's no doubt West Ham are playing the better football this season. But I think in a packed stadium, that game's a draw. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've said that Sheffield United are struggling without Are you assuming it's going to be a packed stadium? Because there really is <laughs> something to call the police. No, no, obviously not. But um, I, th- I think we've said Sheffield United are struggling without the fans. There's no doubt about it. But the five at the back versus the five at the back... <laughs> I can never decide which team's going to well, win. So I always think have a wild five at the back. It is slightly more free roaming than other teams' five at the backs, in my opinion, because when Masawaka goes forward, Creswell switches to a left back and moves into that position. So it's a lot more basically three players on the left pushing forward than it is five, flat five. Yeah, I get that. I think you could see a bit of a. Uh, yeah, I do get that. But. Um... I think Sheffield United, they're the original five at the back in the Premier League as it stands. Like, no, breaking news, no other teams played five at the back prior to Chris Wilder in the no, Premier League. but since they've come into the Premier League, everyone was kind of playing the four at the back. I guess you could say Arsenal were trying it, but they weren't getting it successfully. Sheffield West United, that. since West Sheffield Ham United... That. Yeah, but since Sheffield United came back in the Premier League last season, they're the only team to successfully do the five at the back. Moyes' original run with West Ham, he did five at the back. That was before Sheffield United were in the Premier League, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but the original run wasn't a very good run. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> since the since Sheffield United came back in the league, they're the only team to have done the five at the back over a course of a season and done it well. I guess you could say Wolves also did it, but I think Sheffield United probably 
did the five properly. Wolves were a very attacking five. Sheffield United had the proper counter-attack in five. West you know, I remember watching Sheffield United West Ham in the pub with you. And uh, <laughs> Declan Rice having yes. handball yeah, against him of VAR. Let's but, um, not go into that game. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think Sheff- Sheffield United aren't terrible. They don't have the world-class players. They don't have the quality of West Ham. But I think they've still got the system. And yeah. they're going to... We can't expect them to lose every game. I expect them to get relegated, but I don't expect them to lose every game. And I think okay. this is maybe a game where they pick up a point. We saw West Ham only just come through Fulham. You know, and if you only just come through Fulham, there's something wrong. So I okay. think this is another game where, you know, it'd be a very close one. And I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham did win. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think it will end I, up. I regret asking now. <laughs> Half no, an hour later, yeah. <laughs> Half an hour later, I think we've got to our conclusion. Uh, no, I can see where you're coming from, but um, I think West Ham will have the clinical edge at least over Sheffield United. You have the best players, re- I'll give you that. Re and Brewster Hattrick coming up here. <laughs> uh, moving on, Leeds versus Arsenal. Two Arsenal, me and you, obviously, because we're sensible, and the other two going for Leeds for some unknown reason. You say we we're sensible, see... but Arsenal did lose 3 0 in the last game. I guess yeah, that's what I mean. I just, I just have a feeling that. <laughs> surely Arsenal are going to do something here, but we'll see. Um, I think this will go back to my point as well earlier about Leeds when they lost to Palace. If Leeds go out and attack against Arsenal, the pace of Aubameyang, Lacazette and Willian is surely too much for Leeds. We, we, that's, that's what we said and it didn't turn out true, did it? When? Against Arsenal's last game. We said last time Arsenal went out there. and um, Yeah, but... Pa- Villa are a completely different team to Leeds. Villa know when to attack and when not to defend, uh, attack. Leeds are all at attack. They'll leave gaps and then gaps will be found by Arsenal. It'll be a demolition job. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we'll both, we both agree either way it's going to yeah. be an Arsenal win, but I can see why the other guys might think Leeds would have a chance here, but I think Arsenal will. I think they still think Leeds are in the top six and not the bottom six. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. they've actually been watching Leeds over the last few weeks. They want so to think of the Leeds that lost 4-3 to Liverpool yeah. and not the Leeds that lost 4-1 to Palace. Yeah, so I can see what you mean by that one. I can see what you mean by that one. That's for sure. Mm. Um, this is an interesting one. Leeds versus Leeds versus Leicester? Liverpool versus Leicester. I don't know. You can't change that. I've just seen you edit the document, Gary. I was just about to say I'm the only person as I'm not even a Liverpool fan has predicted a Liverpool win. I put LFC. I put LFC. Yeah, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know after the weekend. <laughs> no, yeah, I, okay, I'll, I'll stick with a draw. I'll stick with a draw. Yeah, I'm the only one here has gone for a win for Liverpool. All you three have gone for a draw. I can see why because of your defensive woes at the moment. But I think, I think you've got enough here to um, see out Leicester. Maybe if you don't, then I could definitely think Leicester's will will be excited as to seeing why they could win the league. But. I think you'll have enough here. I reckon you'll, you'll probably win it 3-2, 3-1 maybe, um, with some late goals. But we'll see how you get on. Um, personally, I think you'll have enough. See, I'm not sure. I, I, to be honest, when I was putting my predictions in earlier, I actually put Leicester down. I then forced myself to put the draw because I thought, no, we can't lose at Anfield. We can't. Can We're going for the record. Um, but it all depends on who is actually fit. Because right now it's only Van Dyke. And Gomez definitely ruled out. If everyone else is fit, we've got a chance. 
But until that lineup's announced at six o'clock Sunday night, I'm still I not going to be. Yeah. I'm hoping they win because it's my birthday. Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. Oh, okay. About seven fifteen, I believe, the kickoff. We should do a live watch. So on that one, you I know, that'd be interesting. Late kickoff. Interesting late kickoff on my birthday. Let's not end it on a bad note. <laughs> Because, yeah, yeah, we'll the, be doing a pod Sunday show about that time as well. So oh, I really no, don't want it to be I terrible. Don't be, <laughs> I don't think there will be a Sunday show. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have monotone the bill back. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yes, I think. But, yeah, I, I think it all depends on the players available for both teams. Yeah. Um, if it is just Gomez and Van Dyke, I think we've got a chance. We will see. We will see. Burnley versus Palace. Won't spend long on this one. It's not going to be a particularly thrilling game. Um, I've gone for Palace because I think I think they'll have enough here to beat Burnley. They're starting to come together now with Eze and um, Zahara a bit playing well in the same team. Eze really should be playing. I really wanted him at West Ham, but unfortunately he went to um, Palace. But I think Palace will have enough here to beat them. You've gone for a draw, which I can I can understand. And the other guys are going for a Burnley wins and Burnley of a habit of shit housing their wins and they are playing at home by the looks of it yeah um so i think you could you could see burnley nick it but i think palace might be a bit a bit too much for them in the sense that they can probably find a way to unlock them maybe a one nil yeah so i went for the draw as you said um just two boring sides aren't they two sides i won't that, be tuning in yeah like two sides uh you expect to be in the premier league you don't really care about watching them unless they're against your team because no, you know do. they're not going to provide really? much entertainment. No, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. Oh, I'm going to watch this now. It'll be oh, okay. That was the result, was it? Cool. Yeah. You know, you, you look at the result. It's nil nil, and that's awesome. it. <laughs> you know, and yeah, that's probably to It's probably going to be a nil nil. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spend too long on it because it, neither team excites me. And I, if Burnley go down, I want Nick Pope. That's all I really want to happen here. Um. Last game of the weekend. It could be a good one, this one. Wolves versus Southampton. Two teams um, in some vein of form. Um, oh, well, me, you and Nabil gone for a Wolves while Southampton is Simon's pick. Um, I can understand why with Danny Ings. I think he's a Danny Ings fan. Um, Danny I think he's Ings also is obviously still out fan. for at least another four weeks. Is he actually? Okay, then I, I yeah, can understand why. Yeah, he was out for six we'll... weeks. He missed the last game. They got a result. But I think they are still going to miss him and his consistency. Shea Adams had a great last game when they won 2-0, I believe. But Shea Adams has been playing regularly but hasn't been putting in the performance regularly. So I think yeah. Wolves have enough. Like Wolves are a quality side. Yeah, I think they're hit and miss this season more like, than they have been, but I think they'll have enough here. Yeah, they're too good. Wolves, too good. They'll be fighting for the Europa League places against Southampton. We fight for a top half place. Wolves are the better team, and they'll probably win because they have all their yeah. players available. Yep, I can agree on that one, and I think we'll end it on that note with uh, the predictions for the uh, upcoming weekend of fixtures. Um, so, looking at our prediction results and the table ahead, um, Simon currently having the lead of eighteen. I don't know how he's done it. Uh, maybe we should take him to notes out of his book. You sit nicely in second with 15. I'm in third place with 13, whilst the bill was in last with 11. So it's a tight, still quite tight. There's still a few picks in it. How are we doing the points, by the way? Is it three for a win? No, or is so it just, just one, one point? One point for a win. Point, we were doing two correct. points for the correct player thing as well. But considering we're not always all, always on, I thought I'd get rid of them because of where we never I'm quite, getting yeah. two points a week and there's no, really, no point. Okay. It just seemed a bit unfair. So, otherwise, I would be currently leading. But 
No, I can understand yeah. that. So yeah, we, I think it's it's close. Um, we're gonna have to forfeit for last place as long as it's in the bill. Um, and we'll see where we end up. But we're we're not we're not too bad. We're all quite close to each other, so it's keeping it competitive. Um, but that otherwise, other than that, I think that ends this prem prem focus for this week. Mm. So who did I you don't... guess as that player then? Who did you guess? Well, it was Real Madrid, Bolton, Valencia, Leeds, right? No, sorry, it was Benfica, Valencia, Leeds. Okay. Well, I still only could think of one player. I don't know. I don't ever remember him playing for Bolton or Benfica. Like, I'm assuming it's Rodrigo. Correct. It is yeah. Rodrigo. Um, I'm basing this off the app that we use for um, Premier League results. Oh, um, flash scores. Uh, yes, flash scores. That's the one. Um, he played for Real Madrid C, Real Madrid B. He went to Benfica. From there, he went to Bolton Wanderers on loan. Then he was at Valencia on loan and he transferred permanently to Valencia for five years and then he is now playing for Leeds mm-hmm. at the age of 20. It was only that Real Madrid-Valencia-Leeds link that I got. I wouldn't have known he played for Bolton. If you didn't mention he was currently well, at Leeds, I wouldn't have had a clue. 17 appearances for Bolton in 2010 and got one goal. So there you go. Quality player. <laughs> so on that note, that's this. That's it for this week's Prem Focus. I hope you've all enjoyed that one. It's been an interesting one and... Um, I think we're going to have to start looking for some transfers. The December window is coming up, and I think we're going to need some transfers and players in because it's starting to get a bit light on our feet. And we're, we're one injury away from the podcast that happened. It's just been me talking for an hour, um, but it's been a good it's been a good discussion. We've still kept it up, and I think we've uh, we've been in some good form. I hope. So I hope you've all enjoyed listening to us this week. Um, give us a like, follow, and shout out if you fancy it on any social media platform that we're on. I think we're practically on all of them these days, and I'm sure you've seen our plentiful posts that keep going out there. Um, I've enjoyed it have you enjoyed it Gary? yeah very much so it's been a good evening so on that note we'll call it there don't forget to give Mike Andrews or Mandrews95 a follow on Facebook as well he's our good friend and um, lovely guy give him a follow he does some good gaming streams and uh, yeah thanks very much for listening in this week it's been a pleasure and we'll speak to you all at the weekend on the Sunday show take Thank care everyone well. and speak to you soon cheers Thank everyone you.